Instructions for the Successful Defense of the Tartarus Mall, Part 1. Written by Reddit user Darkly Gathers. I won't beat around the bush. Might as well get right to it. The instructions for the successful defense of the Tartarus Mall are sure and simple. First things first, Tartarus ain't actually the mall's name. That's just what I call the place, on account of the store I have to guard. I won't tell you the mall's proper name for security reasons, but yeah, so one of the stores in the mall is called Tartarus, and this store is perpetually closed. I've never seen it open. A metal sheet lives across its door, and its window displays are always empty, boarded up even. The instructions, to put them simply, are as follows. Number one, watch Tartarus. Number two, don't let anyone in. Number three, don't let anyone out. Boom. I work the shift from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., Monday to Friday. Gets pretty damned boring. Mall closes at 9, last staff are out by 9.20. And then it's just me. Just myself, a gruff and relatively miserable, late middle-aged man all alone in this mall. There's five other men like me. Or, hell, some could be women, I guess. Two of them do the weekend, I hear. The other two do weekdays. One works 4 a.m. to 12 noon, and the other from noon to 8 p.m. We're not supposed to meet each other. That being said, I'm pretty sure I bumped into the guy who works the noon to 8 p.m. shift once. He just had this look about him. Twenty or so years younger than myself, I should think. Hard to tell since he was wearing a mask, but he'd seen some shit. You can see it in their eyes. He nodded at me as I passed him by. Seemed to realize he was running late. Could have just been a stranger, I guess. Ex-military or something, but... I don't know. Just had a feeling. I'm working right now, in fact. It's a typically dead and quiet night. The moon is out, and its light shines through the purple-tinted glass of the roof, washing the vast open plain of the mall in a pleasant, dreamlike violet. I glance over to Tartarus. The metal sheet door sits resolutely in place. The windows are dark and dead. You can hear stuff coming through sometimes. Whispers and mutterings. On some nights, the metal rattles. Those nights ain't fun. I take a sip of my coffee and lean back in my chair. I say my chair. It's one of the mall's massage chairs. It isn't turned on, but it's still comfy. As I try to relax, the music in one of my headphones starts cutting in and out. I grumble in frustration and pluck the bud from my ear to fiddle with it. Damn things. I need new ones, really, but I wouldn't have the faintest idea what to look for. My daughter got me these. Eight years ago, I think it was. They might have been good then, but they ain't much good now. 
We've held out pretty well this whole time, though, so that's something, I guess. Still, it's frustrating. I'm listening to Jolene tonight. Or, well, trying to. My employers are secretive people. I was scouted for this position. And you know what? It actually pays pretty well. I've been doing this stint for five years now and only felt the need to ask for a pay rise once in all that time. And fuckers gave it to me, no question. I suppose I could ask for another, but I don't want to push my luck. The money's decent. And for what? Watching a damn closed-up store in an empty mall? Keep some secrets? And occasionally... Do what needs to be done. Number two, don't let anyone in. Number three, don't let anyone out. I take a sip of my coffee. Hmm. I think back to my early days. Back to when my daughter was still just a young kid. I was far more curious about it all back then. Hell, who wouldn't be? I glance over to the metal door of Tartarus. Towards the end of my first week, I'd already dislodged that thing. It ain't hard if you got a bit of strength, do you? Raise it up and then unlock the barred door behind. Easy enough if you have the key. And then you can just stroll right in. I don't know what kind of a store Tartarus might once have been. I remember looking around... The walls were painted red and black and gray, and were peeling. Scuffs and scratch marks streaked the carpet. The place was pretty empty, although not entirely so. There's a dusty old right-angled counter in the middle, and I remember seeing a clear plastic spray bottle, half-filled, atop this counter. No cash register, no items or racks or shelves, Just this one bottle, a small rag, and a marker pin right beside it. The bottle was labeled Bleach. In the far corners of the store, which, by the way, appeared ever so slightly further and wider than one would expect, in these far corners were a collection of eerie mannequins. All faceless, leaned and stacked against each other in various sizes, All faceless, all stripped of clothing. Some of the mannequins had stuff written across their faces. I remember walking up to them, walking past and taking a closer look. Upon the closest was written, Jaden, and then beneath that, the letter R. Curious. On the next was written, Charlotte, the letter R. And then on the third, a little further along, Zack, and beneath that, the letter S. I couldn't make sense of it back then. I remember puzzling over the names. I counted five different initials in total. R, S, N, T, and SL. There were seven mannequins with names attached to R. Four attached to S, two marked with N, two marked with a T, and only a single mannequin labeled with an SL. 
one of these mannequins, a male figure labeled with a T, had been crossed through with a large black X, and five of them were entirely blank. I found a storeroom near the back filled with dozens more. What the fuck is this place? And you know, these mannequins weren't even the weirdest thing about the abandoned store. The weirdest thing, by far, was hidden behind the counter, right in the center of the room. A singular, deep, dark hole, right there in the middle of the floor. God damn, I'd murmured aloud, peering cautiously down. The hole in the ground reminded me of one of those kids' slides, the types you see in McDonald's funhouses and ball pit playpens. Old and dusty and grimy. Hard plastic. It went down about six or seven feet into the darkness and then rounded a gentle corner. And there was something else, too. Around the hole, around the tunnel's entrance, there's this general creeping sense of unease. It's tough to explain. There's this sense that the floor upon which you walk is fragile, far more fragile than you give it credit for, that everything is more fragile than you give it credit for, in fact. It's a cold and clammy sensation and gets right under your skin. You can hear the whispering more clearly when around the hole, too, if you stay there long enough. In my early days, I'd stick around that creepy tunnel for ages, despite the unease. The allure of the mystery was too great. Almost an hour at a time. I even went down into the tunnel, too, despite my caution. Poked around, had a good look to see where it led. I quickly stopped doing that. I don't go into Tartarus anymore. Not unless I have to. Not unless I really, really have to go down into that tunnel. But thankfully, such an occasion is rare. I shiver. Don't much feel like talking about that right now. I take another sip of coffee, sighing with frustration as my right earbud cuts out yet again. Damn thing. I take it out to fiddle with it some more, and in doing so, my ear picks up the sound of a pattering in the distance. My senses are primed at once. I reach into my pocket and pause the music. I stand from the chair, set down my coffee, and determine from which direction the noise is coming from. The pattering rises into a murmur, and before long I hear the laughter and muffled speech of what sounds like a group of teenagers. <sighs> Great. I haven't had to deal with something like this for a while. I check my watch. 1 a.m. I wonder what the cause could be this time. A break-in, perhaps? Or maybe just a group of dumbasses who hid away in some store and waited for the mall to close. Maybe they're making some kind of YouTube video. That's what the last group were doing. When was that? August? September? I shake my head with a grumble. Idiots, I mutter, deciding on tonight's approach and folding my arms, 
waiting for the group to round the corner at the far side of the mall's open plan. Their laughter becomes louder and louder, growing more obnoxious with each step. They round the corner, and my suspicions are confirmed. Five teenagers, all washed in that subtle purple light. I'm standing so still that it takes a second for them to spot me. Once they do, however, their laughter cuts out at once, and the pattering ceases as they come to an awkward and sudden stop. I let the moment hang in the air. Then I break it with a simple, You kids shouldn't be in here. Get the hell out before I call the police. The one in the front of the procession opens his mouth to say something and glances from me to Tartarus and then back. I narrow my eyes. Interesting. Interesting and troubling. I'm really, really hoping these dumb kids aren't here to see Tartarus. Though none of them have their phones out, doesn't look like they're filming any kind of video. What are you doing here? The kid at the front asks. He's got some stubble around his chin and an oversized white sweater. I can sense the general anxiety of the group, but this guy seems bolder than the others. What the hell kind of question is that? I work here. Get out. Don't make me ask you again. You're not wearing any kind of uniform. And what kind of security guard hangs out right in the middle of the mall? Sweater takes a step forwards and again glances from me to Tartarus, less subtly this time. Dude, no way. Was Rex telling the truth? One of the girls of the group mutters to the boy beside her. She looks between me and the accursed store. You're trespassing, I reiterate, raising my voice. Just go, for God's sake. Leave by whatever way you came in and leave me to listen to my crappy music. The group's other girl, one to sweaters left, looks up at me. Why would you want to listen to crappy music? She asks. I push some air out through my nose. Well, ugh, it's not the music so much as the headphones. Look, that's really not important. I falter, squinting. Hey, wait. Don't I know you? You're one of Abby's friends, right? Abby is my daughter. The girl's eyes widen and she takes a step back. Uh, um, yeah, I know you. Fuck's sake, I'm Abby's father. You're Maddie or Riley, something like that? Avery? She squeaks. Yeah, that's it. Look. I remember you. You're a good kid. I'm sure you all are. So just get out of here. This is your final warning. What about Tartarus? Sweater asks me. I take another step towards the group. What about it? Well, what's in there? Nothing. That's a lie, chimes in one of the others. A boy to Sweater's right. Long blonde hair over his fringe. There's stuff in there. We know there is. 
I take another step towards them. Kids these days, so fucking reckless. Back when I was young, if I'd seen someone like me in a place like this, at a time like this, I would have ran for my damn life, not engaged in chit-chat. I don't know who you've been talking to, I reply through gritted teeth. But I can assure you that there is nothing of interest to you or to anyone in that empty-ass old closed-down store. So you won't mind if we take a look around it then? Sweater replies, and he draws from his pocket my key. I am actually taken by surprise. It glints violet in the light, but it's my key, all right, no doubt about it. The long, sharp, and serrated silver key to Tartarus. I can see the store's logo or symbol or whatever emblazoned across the handle in black. How the... You dropped it back there in the hallway, Sweater replies. Careless. There's a tense pause. Now! Sweater shouts, and the group disperses. Avery goes with Fringe and a pair, but the others all split up and run their separate ways. For fuck's sake! I bellow out into the mall, taking off after them. How could I be so careless? Dropped my key, but that's impossible. I'm always so, so careful. Never in all my years have I once lost that key. I watch as Sweater tosses something shiny and silver to the group's other girl before she sprints down an adjacent hallway, past a Claire's and a Starbucks. I'm taken by the coordination and pre-planning of this group. Not because Sweater actually passed her the key, but because he pretended to. It was a quick motion, but I caught it. It was just a coin. The actual key was hurriedly and subtly past a fringe before they parted ways. I saw the hands connect. These guys are something else, I mutter as I change directions and head off after the duo. Fuck's sake. Even if I get rid of them tonight, they'll probably be back. I might have to bring out the big guns to scare these ones away. I race past the mall fountain, a white and marble thing with a life-size horse carved as its central feature. It doesn't take me long to catch up to them. I may be an old fuck, but I'm sprightlier than I look. Not so fast, I call out, reaching out and grabbing the scruff on Fringe's jacket. He lets out a yelp and skids, Avery carries on a little further before stopping herself to look back at us. She puts her hands to her mouth. Wait, Liam! Liam. Liam, I snarl, looking down into the kid's face as I catch my breath. You've made a mistake here today, kid. Hand over the fucking key and I'll think carefully about what it is that I'll tell your parents. If he's friends with Avery, then he probably goes to my daughter's school. And if that's the case, shouldn't be too hard to work out who he is. But I, I can't give you it, he stutters, not so confident now. Please! 
Jesus, have a little backbone. Have some self-respect, kid. Now give it over before you make me take it from you. I've given you guys enough chances already, and I'm really starting to lose my patience. I can't give it to you because... because it's not mine to give. It's mine. No, sir, it, it isn't. It's Rex's. I pause. Rex? Who the hell is Rex? What are you talking about? It's Bryce's brothers. Bryce? You know, the boy in the white sweater? Don't lie to me, kid. I know a Tartarus key when I see one. And then it hits me. A cold feeling spreads out from my stomach, and I actually think to check my own pocket. The pocket I keep the key in. And I realize that I've been duped. My key is right there in my pocket. It was always there. I draw it out, and it sparkles in the light. Silver, with the black logo of Tartarus emblazoned upon it. Of course, I didn't drop my key. I would never do such a thing, which means... You have your own key. To Tartarus. My voice has dropped, and the entire atmosphere has changed. I think perhaps that Liam and Avery can sense this. I release Liam from my grip and he stumbles away. Avery goes to him, and they look up at me as I try not to panic. Starting to get quite scared now. Where did you get the key? I ask them. Then, louder, where did you get it? I told you, Bryce's brother. I'm sorry, we thought there might be someone guarding the store. Rex was drunk the other night. He's always drunk. And he told us... What? What did he tell you? He told us about Tartarus. Fuck. Is Rex one of the guards? Could he even be the guy I saw that one time in the mall? Sweat begins to bud on the back of my neck. Very slowly, very calmly, I say to them, Just give me the key. Just give me the key. Liam glances to Avery, and she checks her watch with a glance. Bryce never gave me the key, Liam says in a quiet voice. He, he kept it the whole time. He turns out his jacket pockets, and they're empty. I'd be able to see its outline if it were in his jeans. I put my hands on my head. <sighs> Fool me once? Shame on you. Fool me twice? Shame on me. I hear the sound of the metal sheet door of Tartarus being raised in the mall down the corridor behind me, and I shoot a look back into the purple gloom. He'll have joined up with the others by now, Liam says. Others? Others? There's a whole group of them going down, like seven or so, I think. I... I said I'd be part of the distraction. I turn to stare at Avery. She must see something in my eyes because she recoils. Avery? Is Abby with you? My daughter, Abby Jones. Come on, I know you know her. You guys are friends. I... Uh, she pauses. No, she isn't with us. 
I'm not convinced. I can hear the running of quick footsteps in the distance. Avery! I grab her by the shoulders, and she goes deathly pale. You won't get in trouble, neither will she. I get it if you're trying to cover for your friend, but you have to tell me. Is Abby a part of this group? No, I said no. She stumbles over her words. We, we asked her if she wanted to come, and she said it was stupid. Well, at least one of you has some fucking sense, I retort, releasing her. I'm not convinced, however. I'm really not convinced. I take off back down the corridor, leaving the two quaking kids behind. Go the fuck home! I shout at them, racing through the midnight mall. I stumble to a stop by my massage chair, staring in horror at the entrance to Tartarus. The metal sheet that covers the door is not currently covering the entire door. It's clearly been lifted and dropped back down, and is not settled properly into place. I can see from here that the door behind it is open. Fuck. I swear and curse my way to the door, and haul the metal sheet up with a grunt, pushing into the store itself. I'm instantly struck with a wave of unease. Handprints and shoe prints are marked all over the dusty countertop in front of me. I glance to my right as I stride over. The nearest mannequin rests awkwardly against the wall. A faceless man with his arm raised in a sad, silent wave. Dare is crossed out, replaced by Darren. Under that, the letter R is written across the mannequin's face in black marker. I swallow with a dry throat. Could that be your writing, Rex? I try not to think about it. I'm not supposed to know. I jump the counter and look down into the dark, hard plastic of the tunnel in the floor. I run my hands through my gray-flecked hair and look around. The mannequins watch silently, judging. I swear some more. I slam a fist onto the counter. I think over the instructions. Number one, watch Tartarus. Number two, don't let anyone in. Number three, don't let anyone out. I also think about whether or not my daughter might be amongst this group of young idiots. How close she was to the people who've just leapt so foolishly down into the dark. I consider what I would want if another parent saw my Abby head down into such a dangerous place. And after a moment, I sigh and return to the front door of the store, locking it closed behind me and then heading back to the hole behind the counter. I don't get paid enough for this shit, I mutter as I prepare to follow on down.